Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up? Is this loud enough, Jason? You're in my ear. I'll beat your ass. And really annoying. Josh about to get fired. What? What? I said Josh is about to get fired. And that's really how you're going to open up our show? What? I was trying something different. Don't worry, did it? No. What's up, fuckers? There we go. That's more like it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how's it going, guys? Great day today. This Hi, is diddly ho there, neighbor. Not Mr. Rogers' neighbor. <clears throat> well, hello there, neighbor. <laughs> well, hello, buddy. Be like that weird guy on TikTok that Josh watches. Oh, hello there, buddy. That drop, that freaks me out. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is a damn serial killer, and he don't even... Let's just say, he, listen, he lives out in the middle of the woods, in the middle of the swamp. Oh, dear God. He's either a serial killer or Shrek. Okay. And I don't see Got no goddamn donkeys. Rails. So. Why are you worried about the rails? We are like a minute and 15 seconds in. And We're we good. already off the damn rail. It's all Josh's fault. It's always Josh's shit. fault. Why are y'all always blaming me? Okay, one, it's easy to do. Two, normally it's right. And three, I say be louder, and you're like, hey, how's it got? People can't hear you. You want people to hear you? Yeah, I want people to hear me. Okay. Uh, they want to hear me. No. <laughs> well, you know, voice some modulation. Oh, yeah, I'm sure if she turned around, you wouldn't be talking shit like that. He's a line second. Yeah, I know you sat back down. <laughs> Good God have mercy. Scooch, Bella. I'll make it easy. Anyways, we got a great show for you today, guys. I mean, come on, it's us. We got a show for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say how good or how bad it is, and I can't promise that I won't be distracted every once in a while because the Braves game is on TV. To be fair, one of us is always distracted. Huh? Exactly. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm still hungry. That's why your clothes don't fit. We're not going to talk about why my clothes don't fit, okay? I've got some that does. Does? Do. Wait, hold on, Lord. I mean, you're we... already wearing your damn pregnancy pants. <laughs> Actually, those were mine. I gave them to him because his stuff wasn't fitting anymore. I myself at today. <laughs> I weighed myself at work today. Sucks, okay. Don't it? <laughs> 180. Oh, wow, you fat fuck. Okay, I'm like 250, yeah. so I don't hear it. Yeah, I'm more than that, so y'all shut the fuck up, y'all skinny bastards. <laughs> shut up. Okay, so today we are going to be going over, of course, what happened on Raw, SmackDown, and the awesome AEW shows from the weekend. If you didn't watch Suzuki Brian, you're a fucking idiot. I think that's what Taz said. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough, anyway. But, uh, yeah, well, uh, after those reviews, we got our top five. Uh, top five biggest rivalries, and I only have five. I got six. No. 
<laughs> but if you look, I wrote down one, two, three, four, five, five. Because the one I have for number one, I was like, that's really not a rivalry, but that's the biggest rivalry in wrestling at the time. So I had to put it on there. You'll know what I'm talking about here and you know, <coughs> however long it takes for this review to get done and everybody goes over theirs whenever I go over mine. You know, that, that's the way that shit works. Mm -hmm. But uh, we go ahead. We'll take a break real quick. Wait, what is it? I mean, we've kind of forgot the introduction. Of... Oh, yeah, we did. We did that once before. <laughs> in case you've forgotten. <laughs> so in case you didn't know, I'm Jason Hampton. I'm Josh Cox. Will Clark. That's your cue. This is when you say... <laughs> Y'all know I'm working. Motherfuckers, I'm working. My back is turned. This is Lady Hampton. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, that's who we are. Who are you? That's nice. We'll, we'll be right back after these messages, and uh, we'll talk about some uh, wrestling shit. All right, and we are back, and as Will just said, before I hit record, we're going to start with the bullshit, I guess. We're taking a nap. You well, always hey, take a nap. Like I'll say later, WWE is doing some stuff I really like. <coughs> <laughs> they got like two things. Two things. No, actually, uh... From the way it sounds, they're going to give Karrion Cross back his, uh, like, American Psycho, I'm a calm serial killer gimmick. But they're still keeping the helmet. Well, yeah, I mean, he can keep the helmet. I mean, that's not what fucked his entrance up. Oh, well, that's true. The Gant costume is what fucked it up. No, that ain't even what fucked it up. Not Scarlet. Not having Scarlet is what fucked his entrance up. I mean... You have something that works in NXT, so you bring it to the main roster and you completely change everything about it. Yeah. That's what fucks his entrance up. That's what fucks everything up that they bring up from NXT. I guess you don't have to worry about them coming up and fucking something up from NXT because they're fucking it up in NXT. Proud of, your, proud of yourself with that one? I can't say anything. I haven't really watched anything WWE in... Normally it's background noise, but like I'll say later, we've been watching stuff on Netflix, so we ain't watched any wrestling. I, we haven't watched any wrestling. Like, everything you're about to go over is going to be news to us, except we know about the suzuki Bryan match, because we watched that. God damn. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Saturday Dynamite threw us, threw us off. Saturdays are usually busy for us. I almost forgot Dynamite came on Saturday. <laughs> See, we did forget. And it's going to be coming on again this Saturday. And uh, we'll probably forget about it because I'm going to see whatever that website is that Michael uses to watch the pay-per-views. And we'll probably watch Bound for Glory. Oh, yes. So, what did WWEFGHIJKLMNOP fuck up this time? Let's see. First off, I guess it started with Balor and Zayn. Balor going on to the finals of the King of the Ring. Okay, this is SmackDown, guys. Yes. SmackDown. Start with SmackDown. 
Somebody, you know, your hair smells really good. Sorry. That was the lotion. Uh, the lotion smells really good. Oh Shut the hell up. Yeah, everybody else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, good God damn. <laughs> Today is just so today. yeah the the lotion <laughs> the lotion and I don't know why you're gonna talk about the lotion and then talk about Finn Balor but <laughs> reasons lots of reasons <laughs> Will says reasons and the wife says why not so mm. breathe Okay, so Balor and Zayn, I'm sure that was fucking amazing if they gave them time to do stuff, which they probably, hopefully did. Yeah, they're not women. Well, Balor, obviously. <laughs> but, um... Balor over to go to the finals. Yep. Then DeVille fucking Naomi over. Okay, I, uh, what happened there? What happened? It was Deville and Baszler versus Naomi. Yes. Nice. Oh, nice. Very nice. I mean, I guess Baszler. Yeah, because that was supposed to be Shayna's, or not Shayna, but it was supposed to be Deville's match back against Naomi, right? Mm-hmm. So did they actually ring the bell, start a match, and then Shayna come in, or how'd they do it? Before she announced it beforehand. What part of it? I didn't fucking watch it. Mm. Oh, you didn't watch it either? Okay. Hey, fast forward. He fell asleep horribly. Okay, so... DeVille and Baszler screw over Naomi. That, that'll work. No. Halloween came out, so I was more, more invested in something else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vega defeated Carmella for the, to go to the finals. Queen of, the Queen's crown. Yeah, that... That's very confusing to me. What? Well, I mean, they bring Selena back, and she's just been lose, 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 jobber, 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 and then all of a sudden there's this deal. Now she's in the finals. And yeah, she makes it to the finals. So I mean, it's that makes almost as much sense as what happened on the Raw's match. But we'll talk about that whenever we talk about Raw. So, yeah, I was surprised that they put Zelina over in that one. I mean, better Zelina than Carmella, I think. At least it's something different. Sure. Usos defeated the Prophets in a title match. I mean, that makes sense. The Prophets are moving over to Raw, so they're not going to win the the SmackDown tag titles. Then Sasha defeated Becky going into Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel. I thought Crown Jewel was last night, the other night. Crown Jewel is... Thursday. It's tomorrow night if you're listening to this podcast. So yeah, that was a whole thing, which I don't... Whatever. Uh, then you had the Roman Lesnar segment, which was kind of fantastic. Overrun. The overrun to go against Rampage. I mean, it, it was kind of fantastic. Because, <laughs> because I hate that I say this with a passion. I hate that I say this. 
But I really like Babyface Brock. <laughs> See, that's what I've heard a lot. <laughs> and it kind of confuses me. Because Lesnar's not really been known for talking. Yeah, so well, hey. You two talk amongst yourselves for a second. I gotta help wife out for a minute. But yeah, so you know, you know, this whole time Lesnar's been playing with Roman, mind games, and fucking with him, making somebody Heyman's still with him. The whole Brock, did you even read the contract? You just go and sign it. And he's like, Yeah, I read the contract this morning with my advocate, Paul Heyman, and then Paul Heyman's shitting fucking bricks. Yeah, but how do we know Heyman's not working the system? It's going to be like a double-double turn. He's going to act like he's screwing Roman over. Brock's going to get happy. He's going to screw Brock over, and then Roman's going to win the title. It's going to be like a double-double. It's going to be, it's going to be something we ain't going to see coming. But do you think Brock will actually go for that? I don't know. See, I hope that doesn't happen because I'm... The only thing that Roman has actually been doing good here recently is the heel stuff. Yeah. And if you bring back babyface Roman, it's going to be like, why? Fuck this guy. We just spent all this time getting in and hating him. And it's going to feel forced. Another one of those force him down your throat kind of things that everybody hated him for to begin with. Okay, if you you insert Heyman in this, how would you book the finish of this angle? Or how would you book the crown jewel match between them two? Uh, how would I book it? Yeah, would you do anything with Heyman, or would you just book a straight match? I would have the straight match. Okay. I would have them go through, uh, because they're just going to beat the shit out of each other anyway. Yeah. I mean, them two, that's what they do. They beat the hell out of each other when they wrestle. So let them, uh, beat the shit out of each other. Uh... Fucking Usos come out. Uh, Usos come out. Distraction. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe. Usos come out for a distraction. Heyman goes to toss the belt in to Roman. Or whatever. Uh, about the time the belt gets tossed in. Ref turns around. Sees it. Gets the belt away. Goes. Uh, double super kick to. From the Usos to Lesnar. Spear. Uh, let Roman get the win, so it's still like a fuck, fuck over way. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit him out. Shit Lesnar out. Fuck. Dodgers just tied the game. Uh, shit Lesnar out. So it's uh, Roman, the Usos, and uh, Heyman in the ring celebrating. Heyman turns around, takes a spear from Lesnar. Or it takes a spear from Roman. And then, you know, that gives Lesnar time to come to, get back in the ring. He takes out both Usos, stare down Roman and Lesnar. Lesnar helping Heyman up. So it still keeps Roman heel. Uh, it puts Heyman back with Lesnar, and you can have Babyface Lesnar with a Babyface Heyman. God, Babyface Heyman is something we ain't seen in a while. Babyface Heyman you hadn't seen really since ECW. 
And we all know how much I like ECW. <laughs> so that was pretty much it for SmackDown. Uh, what do you think about what they did about extending SmackDown for a half an hour to go against Rampage? <laughs> I thought it was stupid. Bullshit, honestly. Like, well, I need them to make up their mind. Is AEW competition or is it not? Because if it wasn't, there would be no point for them to have that in a half hour. No point whatsoever. Because it's like Tony Khan himself said, I picked 10 o'clock so people could choose what they wanted to watch. They want to watch SmackDown? Fine. They want to watch Rampage? Fine. He says, I did this not to butt heads with anybody. Right. And then Vince wants to overshoot it just to be a dick. Mm -hmm. But it's not competition. They've never overran SmackDown. No. No, I mean, back in the day, every once in a while, it would go over five, ten minutes. Kind of like Raw used to do, where it would have that three to seven minute overrun leading into whatever was next. Usually one of those shitty action movies. But I'm a total fan. Like, Tony Khan has become my hero. (laughs) This man. (laughs) The shit that he's been talking has been great. Him throwing it out there, I have more money than them. (laughs) Right. Motherfucker. (laughs) Right. Yeah, because he, what was it he said? They want to go no commercials? Okay, we'll go no commercials too. I got more money. Yeah, he's like, it it seems kind of stupid because that's how we make money. He says, but I've got more money than them, so let's go. Right. That's literally been his answer for everything. He's like, come on then, let's go. They're going... They're actually going head to head again the weekend of Halloween. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's a mistake because that's when <laughs> That's, that's when that's when that's Wyatt when can Wyatt better come back. That's when Wyatt can come back and if they start teasing and everything, they'll they'll blow fucking SmackDown out of the fucking they water. They did anyway. Yeah, that AEW won the ratings for Friday. The eight, yeah, the 18 to 49. <laughs> technically, technically SmackDown did win, but they did lose in the eighteen to forty-nine male demographic, which is apparently the important one. So it is the important one, and that's what that's what Vince and them look at. But then they see those total numbers, and they're like, "Nope, see, we won." All right, capping on Raw, Charlotte retains her title. Via disqualification. I... So here we go again. Are we just doing the fucking title switch bullshit? Yeah. They're going to. Whoever they're, they're wins... Gonna go, they're going to get your crown drawn. This here, you can have this. I'll take that. Yeah, whoever wins the women's... Uh, the women's triple threat, that's all it's going to be is the... Okay, swap titles because that's what they did last year with the tag titles. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, from everything I've heard, her and Bianca had a hell of a match. That's... Like, the show started out... Yeah, that's so surprised because they're great. They had a brawl. They're great wrestlers, and then you do that stupid finish, and all that work was for nothing. And then they main event the show... Raw starts off the same way it always starts off. Somebody out there talking, running their mouth, and then somebody comes out to interrupt. And beat that ass. I mean, that's every start to every... 
WWE show. Uh-huh. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> so then you have Woods defeating Gender. Putting him in the finals against Balor for the King of the Ring. Woods Balor is going to be great. Yes, it is. And I don't care who wins, but I would love for Woods to win. So. But I think that's what the setup. I don't think they're going to have Woods win because I think they're going to do Demon Balor. And Demon Balor's got to get his win back from where he lost to Roman. To nobody. But Demon Balor only comes out when it's a big match. It's a big match. It's the finals of the King of the Ring. Okay, I'm talking about somebody that's brought out the demon to piss off him. Piss off him? Piss off him. <laughs> Balor. Woods hasn't done nothing. Anywho. So, rumor mill going into thir- to Crown Jewel Thursday night, whatever. Thursday afternoon. Afternoon. Whatever, fucking stupid shit. Anyway. There's rumors that Kofi turns on Woods and causes Woods to match. So they're going to break up every tag team they have? <laughs> Except the Usos? Because that's what it is. I mean, they're going that way with yeah. every other tag team. They'll Eventually, they're going to have the Usos and the Alpha Academy. It's either, like, the rumor thing was, does Kofi cost Woods the win, or does Heyman turn on Roman? Since apparently that was teased because Kofi had some kind of big meltdown freak out thing what are you doing I don't know <laughs> don't judge me oh they judgment he just flashing his underwear at me like, I know <laughs> he's like here lady. he won't put out for shit but just going what's the next match <laughs> awesome theory going up against Hardy theory for the win then Jack- I and they're supposedly fixing to flip Hardy heel. I think he's supposed to be bringing Willow to WWE. The, yeah, the rumor was they're going to bring Willow to WWE when he goes to SmackDown. It's a... They'll fuck that up like they did with Matt, with the Woken mm-hmm. shit. Uh, I like what they're doing with Austin Theory. Uh I don't agree with how they did the match. Like, they let Theory go over, but right after, like, right after, they let Hardy get his shit back. So it's like they said on one of those YouTube things I was watching today. They did 50-50 booking in 25 seconds. You gotta make, you gotta decide, are you gonna let your heel get his heat back, or are you gonna let your baby face get the big win? So, I kind of like, like I said, I like what they're doing with Theory, though, because I can see, because they said uh, Retro Raw, Old School Raw, whatever they're calling it, is going to come back sometime in January, I think. Of course. So, do the Retro Raw, Old School Raw, like I said, whatever the hell you want to call it, but have Austin Theory come out and beat a legend or two and do the selfie thing. Yeah. I mean, someone like Tatanka and... I said legend. So then you had McIntyre and Biggie versus Ziggler and Robert Wood. Robert Rude. Why will we say? <laughs> <laughs> of 
course, McIntyre Big E goes over because, you know, they're going to shit on Ziggler as much as they possibly can. Well, it's just... They did the will they coexist thing again this week that they just did last week. And instead of a fight, they get along, do the match, and then shake hands after. I mean, what the hell? It made no sense to me whatsoever how they did. If you're going to do something like that, flip it. You know, shake hands last week, get into a fight this week. Or don't fucking get into a fight at all because it's two baby faces who are, you know, quote, friends and getting along. And then Drew's just like, I can get my title shot because Lashley's not the champion. So I want a title shot. And Big E should be like, okay, have a title shot. Mansoor versus Alexander. Mansoor defeated via pinfall. Or defeated Alexander via pinfall. You just brought the hurt business back and you're already having to lose. Yeah, I mean... It... They brought the hurt business back, I think, just so they could do the one match. That six-man match they did. But why? Why waste it? Because they... Because Vince? Uh, they had the New Day there, so... I mean, they had New Day there. They needed somebody to go against the New Day. Big E and Lashley were against each other. So, put the Hurt Business back together for a week. I mean, did you actually think they were going to keep it together? Well, I mean, that's, but, I just, I don't get it. Like, the Hurt Business is gold together. I agree. Lashley shit on his own. I agree. Which leads into the next thing. Fucking Goldberg and Lashley in a no-hold-bar match. And the same thing. Uh, the no-hold-bars interview. Which makes no fucking sense whatsoever. He just said he's going to kill him again. My name's Goldberg, I'm going to kill somebody. Yeah, what was it he said Lashley to Lashley the- finished by issuing the warning. Goldberg has never faced him with no restrictions like in a no-holds-barred match at Count Jewel. So, maybe they'll kill each other. I mean, La- uh, Goldberg... Well, it's legal in Saudi Arabia, so who the fuck knows? Goldberg finished the interview by saying, kill you Thursday. What a fucking idiot. I mean... Goldberg. I mean, honestly, it's the stupidest shit because if somebody is saying, I'm going to kill you, are you really going to go face-to-face and have a match with them? Why not? No. I mean, that's the stupidest shit. Goldberg's never been able to cut a promo anyway. So why let him try? Why let him try to get a match over? And why is his entire promo, I'm going to murder you? Don't you know? He attacked his son. He's getting revenge for his son. Nobody gives a fuck. No shit. If anybody should be getting revenge, it should be his son. Not like Goldberg's a good daddy anyway. I mean, honestly, that whole angle... Whenever Goldberg's kid got in the ring and he flipped him off of him, you know, did the snapmare gimmick and then grabbed him up and then threw him down. 
I mean, they could have played it off like he thought it was a fan, which is, I think, what they were doing. They failed miserably at that. I know, but <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of that they were trying to get at was a fan was attacking Lashley. And, I mean, that's even what MVP said whenever they were going over everything. He's like, he didn't know who it was. He just – somebody jumped on his back and he was retaliating. Which, honestly, that's a good point. Somebody jumped on his back, he retaliated. It's not like he went and grabbed him out of the crowd and was like, I'm going to fucking, you know. I'm going to fuck up your son. I'm going to beat your ass. I don't know. Like, it's just... Goldberg needs to just stay away. I agree. I mean, I'm surprised Vince is letting him anywhere near the fucking locker room after he almost killed Undertaker. Yeah, that's that's Vince's baby right there. Again, Vince is not the smartest crap. No, he's not. And that's, that's what makes no fucking sense to me. I mean, it makes no no sense to me whatsoever why Vince keeps letting Goldberg come back when nobody gives a fuck. It's a retro pop for the first time. I mean, let the contract fucking expire. He almost killed one of your top stars. No, why in the fuck would you want him to come back at all? Well, maybe he'll kill Ashley and, you know, it'll be fine. No, because if they're actually going to keep the Hurt business together, that's good. They can do it with MVP. We might have a last shake. Huh? So, uh... No, they can put, they'll put Lesnar in the Hurt business. Don't take Lashley's foot. See, that's not good either. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing with Lesnar. No. Uh. No. Fuck Lesnar. And then the Queen of the Ring on Raw. Another Dewdrop beat Shayna. How stupid did they try to make Shayna look by... I mean, how many times has she lost to that, that way? With a caribou clutch pin, yes. I mean, I know she lost the NXT... I'm not coming to Shayna's defense. Again, <laughs> I don't see why you don't like her. I didn't like any of them when they first showed up. But she can actually Rhonda, work. Rhonda, Shayna, the other two bitches, I don't care. Like, no. Bye. <laughs> I love watching him get back for this shit. <laughs> okay, I understand. I didn't like Rhonda either, but Shayna can actually go. Me. Rhonda Rousey? Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Ah, that bitch posted a whole thing on, on Instagram with her titty hanging out. She was feeding the baby. The whole oh. titty out, and I was like, I don't want to see that shit. Anyhow. Uh, yeah, yeah, two, I, like two minutes of match. Aren't all the women's matches? Not much of Charlotte Flair. He trying to show you a moose knuckle. He ain't trying to show me. I tried. He get easy. Okay, and I mean, why? Okay, so like I said, why make Shayna look stupid by getting pinned like that again? Because that's, I know, at least the third or fourth time she's lost like that. Because maybe Shayna's really just not that smart. You can't even in kayfabe make somebody look that stupid. 
mean, he doesn't try. To look stupid? Yeah, it's just it's natural. Okay, but like I said, you can't even do that in kayfabe because <laughs> if you make your workers look stupid, if they beat somebody... It makes that person they beat stupid. It makes the person they beat look stupid. Kind of like I said last week when I was talking about Bianca being in the middle of the ring with a heel on one side and a heel on the other side. As soon as she turns her back, the other heel's going to get in there on her. This is WWE. It doesn't have to make sense anymore. Logic is out the window. Okay, but it does. It should. Because if shit doesn't make sense to... Okay. I go and I pay my money to watch a WWE show. I, you know, I buy tickets to go to Raw. And they do stupid shit like this. They're like, hey, we're going to do stupid shit, and you're still going to pay me because you're that fucking stupid. That's how Vince looks at people. He doesn't give two shits about his fans. Does he? How many times have we said that they insult our intelligence every time we watch it? They do. On a weekly, nightly basis, they do. Every single time. And people will still pay money to that company. Just like Hunt said, they're still going to pour money into that company. I mean, I seriously, I don't get it. I mean, how can you go and tell the people, hey, give me your money, but I'm going to make you look stupid the second you do? Exactly. And you already gave me your money, so I don't give a fuck. Go ahead and leave. I got your money. Then the other two matches weren't even shit. You had the RK Bro defeating the Street Profits via disqualification from Styles and Omos. And then Balor versus Mace. Yeah. I mean, I can see them putting Balor on the sh- I can see them putting Balor on the show just because of what's going down uh, Thursday. I, I mean, s- the only thing it was, like, Woods was out there to watch Balor... Right, and that's what I'm saying. I can see them putting him on the show because of what's going down Thursday. Where they're going to be Woods Balor. Uh, other than that, it makes no sense to have him on the show at all because he is on SmackDown. He is, you know. I mean, they're not. I don't understand them anymore. Do they, can anybody from SmackDown be on Raw? Can anybody from Raw be on SmackDown now? It's, it's, the, it's the wild card. Really. Yeah, they're doing the whole thing where it doesn't matter anymore. Okay, and then Come. starting Monday or Friday is going to be the first shows yeah, without... With the Yeah. And if they, let's see how long they pay attention to that and, and follow that. But are they still going to have people from Raw show up on SmackDown? I mean, not then? the first episodes. No, no, they'll give us one episode. They'll give us one episode piece. Ah, shit. So anyway, that's the bullshit of the week. Now let's get to some real shit. Can we start with Rampage? Well, yeah, it was first. Yeah. So. Uh, Rampage buy-in. Uh, uh, women's match to start off. To you have to pee? Okay. The bunny. Uh, it was not. It the was not. Bunny. It was not the bunny. What the fuck? No, I'm talking about the buy, not rampage. Sorry. Santana Garrett and Tay Conti. Tay Conti. Tay Conti. First TBS champion. 
No, actually, I think on uh, Tony Khan's leaked sheet for full gear, mm-hmm. uh, I think he had the finals for that on there, and it's uh, Jade and Thunder Rosa. I don't know. I thought, so, uh, Jade. so Jade. So Jade. But I'm totally okay with that. But no, uh, AEW buy-in, you had uh, Ty Conti, Santana Garrett. Uh, They're still... I mean, Ty, Ty's still green. Santana, she's been working for a while. Match, it didn't flow very good. That's the only drop I have for the whole show. It was, there was some, some confusion, some spots, it seemed like. So it seemed like that they was having some trouble getting on the same page and connecting. Right, not totally on the same page, but not a, it wasn't a horrible match. No, it no. was good. It was good for what it was. It put Conti over, uh... It lets Santana get in front of the crowd so AEW's, you know, the crowd at AEW can see her. Absolutely. I mean, she's I mean been, to be fair, I forgot Santana was even still there. I think that's only the second time she's been on the show. I mean, it hadn't been long since she was released by WWE, so I mean, just yeah. with her being on there a couple of times. Because she had, what, one, one appearance in NXT? Yeah. Yeah. This year or whatever, but I know she used to be a she was a jobber. Right. I mean, she lost the one or two times she was in NXT. Uh, the women are wrestling that used to come on on uh, Access. Oh, she was in that. Uh, yeah. After. Uh, after New Japan would go off, that women are wrestling show would come on, and that was the main feud was her and. Uh, fuck. What's her name? Why can't I think of her name? What is her name, Jason? Blanchard. Oh, Tessa. Tessa Blanchard. (laughs) What fuck? That was like the big main feud on that, so. Uh, And then, uh, moving on to the next match, which, uh, if you like technical technical wrestling, this is a great match to fucking watch. It was was a lot of back and forth, a lot of great reversals and shit. Lee Moriarty. Moriarty. Okay. <laughs> you like books and shit. Moriarty was uh, Sherlock Holmes' big rival. Why do you guys say books and shit? Books and shit. Because he doesn't like people that read. No, people can read all they want to. Just don't ask me to. <laughs> no one did. I know. That's why it's books and shit. Uh. But yeah, the match was fucking amazing. I mean, Fish is in it. I mean, Fish, Fish is, is, good, is fucking phenomenal. Oh yeah, he's such a damn good worker. He is. I've not seen much of Lee, but the reversals and shit and the technical, the submissions and all that stuff that he was doing, man. That he stuff was, was right great. There with him. Yeah. The, the pace was Step perfect. for step, it was a quick, fast-paced match. The stuff they were doing was good, crisp. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, I really liked it, and uh, put Bobby Fish over. And, I mean, he needed a good win because the next night he was going to be taking on Danielson. So they had to. Yeah, I hadn't seen that one yet. I saw, I saw a little bit. And now, the next match. What was it, Josh? Suzuki and Danielson. My God, these guys beat the fuck out of each other. And it was fantastic. 
Yeah, I I was scared for Daniel on a couple of those. <laughs> he wasn't. He was having a blast in there, I bet. Uh, that first forearm, the cell that Danielson did. No, like his arms just went limp and he just went fucking down. The way he just, he took it, he took the shot, and then just like face first just died. And I'm just like, okay, that was fucking badass. And, yeah, but how many people actually do that? I just like the fact that they're giving him the freedom to do what he wants, yes, with no restrictions. Well, he knows his limits. Exactly. Right. And he's not going to go out there, and he's not going to do... Okay, he's going to do stupid shit, but it's going to be stuff that... <laughs> it's going to be stuff that he knows he can do. It's not going to be him going out there and doing stupid shit just for stupid shit's sake. Right. I mean, Suzuki and Daniel was fucking... For me to know nothing, not shit about what's his face. Suzuki? Yeah. Like. We call him Murder Grandpa. There was a fucking story told in that match, regardless of who the fuck knows what about anything. It was a a, a story of, let's see how fucking tough you are. Pretty much. Well, it was, they said it in uh, Danielson's entrance. The first time they wrestled against each other was in Japan in 2004. Mm-hmm. And that's the only time they'd ever wrestled each other. And he said he learned more about violence and sadism in that match. Or he said Suzuki taught him violence and sadism. He's like, but I learned more and I'm going to show him. And that's what they did. I mean, they beat the hell out of each other. It was violent. It was fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. As beautiful as violence can be. And then uh, the finish, I like how they went into it. It went from, you know, the beat down, the kicks, the punches, and then he picks him up going for his, uh, Suzuki picks Brian up to go for his pile driver finish. Uh, the backdrop, and then that starts the reversals in the ropes and everything, and then Brian hits the knee. And... That's all she wrote. It was genius. Great storytelling. I mean, it put over... I mean, Like I said, Taz even... Made the comment. On commentary. If you're not watching this, you're a dumbass. Taz on commentary. It's great. I love it. But I'm a Taz fan, so, yeah. I want them to put him and Punk together on commentary. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> okay, speaking of Punk, good good segue. Uh, that starts off the actual Rampage show was Punk and Seidel. Which was fan-fucking-tastic. That's what I heard. I watched the, uh, watched the review so I would actually know what happened in this match. Uh, a lot of back and forth. Looked like Seidel was going to win there for a yeah. while. I mean, took him to the limit. Which, Punk's the veteran, but Seidel's right there with him. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, you know, hey, I'm going to go after this young Punk this time. It was going someone who has the experience, experience, but hasn't had the seven-year break. Well, not only that, but if you watch the buy-in leading up to Rampage... Uh, 
after Suzuki and uh, Brian was over, they have the uh, video package talking about it from the time, you know, where Punk was main eventing on the IWA Mid-South, but Seidel was right there behind him, and then they wrestle at Mid-South, and they go through, and they have this, you know, they their careers mirrored each other a lot, and the Braves just lost. Their careers, they mirror each other a lot. So, uh, it made sense that they had this match. You know, Seidel made the comment, you know, like you said, I didn't have the seven-year break. I've been going. And, you know, that's what that video package, you know, for this match to not have any build, that video package made it mean something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, like, I get the point behind the build to certain matches, but sometimes having just matches, like, it happened naturally. It wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, it was Sidel saying, like, one random little thing, like, you know, I can have a fucking classic with Punk 2, just given the opportunity. Right. Yeah, and sometimes all it takes is a little bit of a backstory to make you like, you know what, I actually want to see that match. But, like I said, I've always been a Sidel fan. Back when yeah. he was, you know, doing Evan Bourne and... All that stuff, but... Alright, he can have a good match with just about anybody just like mm-hmm. Punk can. And putting the two of them together, that... I, yeah. And like I said, you know, they made it look like Seidel was going to get the win. They made it... Everything they did made sense. Uh... But like I said, Punk did go over in the end, even though Seidel was there matching him move for move. Did he use the GTS or the Anaconda Vice? GTS. Yes. I had to think on that one. I couldn't remember. I like how he's switching it up, though. Because when he first came into ECW, he's doing what makes sense with the match. Exactly. Because the match for Garcia that he won with the Anaconda Vice, Garcia had been working his leg. Speaking of which, AEW signed Garcia. Thank God. They announced that, I think, last, uh, a few days ago. I thought they signed him the same time they signed 2.0. No. I think they, he was, I think they wanted to see more out of him, I guess. And by God, he proved it. Well, yeah. Are they burnt? Ah. <laughs> uh, and then, this is where Bunny was. Bunny and Ruby Soho. What? Uh, yeah, Jennifer's a big Bunny fan. <laughs> She's almost as big a fan of a Bunny as she is, is a fan. Ah, she... fuck you. Peyton Royce. <laughs> Sorry, get my words out. Why you gotta fucking scream so much on this podcast? I wasn't screaming. Okay, make okay, up your mind. Shut up, I got this. You can't talk. He's too quiet or he's too loud. He has no in between. Like, <laughs> you get one or the other. Okay, well, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say shut up. Uh, hey, William. Hey, William. We need you in here to talk about Bunny and Soho because I don't know really what happened except for Penelope Ford coming out with the Nux. I'm so sick of seeing them damn brass nuts. 
Why are you sick of seeing the brass nuts? Brass nuts again? Yes. Oh God, because Penelope Ford can't use the damn thing. Well, Did she, she actually got them on right this time. Hey, see, she's learning, <laughs> and that's what this is all about. You learn, <laughs> you learn, adapt, improvise, overcome. Yeah, math was good. I mean, it's what you expected. Kills go over. Did they actually put Bunny over, or did Soho go over and then the attack after? Was it a disqualification? Was I want to say Bunny actually went over. But oh, okay. there's the question that the, the the real question Jason wants to know is: Did the butcher show up? No, no, sorry. butcher didn't show up. I'm sorry, Jason. I knew he didn't show up. <laughs> it's okay, Jason. It's okay. I know he didn't Jason, show up. Jason, it's okay. Shut the fuck up. I know he didn't show up. I actually, I actually do research for this podcast. You just sat there and told me that you didn't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I said I didn't know the exact finish. I knew there were brass knuckles and Penelope Ford came out. See, when I listen to my research at work, there's those truck drivers that don't know how to shut the fuck up. You listen to your research. Okay. Yeah. So next time Emily has a, a project, we're just going to let her listen to something. <laughs> if she can actually do her job. Amazing. Because I wouldn't even listen to it. Oh, so you would fail. <laughs> yeah. And then you would be grounded. Pretty much. Forever. Okay, and then you move on the men of the year and the inner circle. Uh, apparently, Junior Dos Santos is more of a badass than we remember he was. Uh, the only complaint I heard about this was they said his punches didn't look good enough. But you have to think. That man has to pull his punches more than anybody else. <laughs> well, you go from this badass MMA guy to a match where he's supposed to pull his punches and not really hurt people. That's going to happen. You know, you're not going to be able to... You're not going to be able to put Junior Dos Santos out there and let him punch Chris Jericho in the mouth because that's going to fucking really hurt Chris Jericho, so... People expect too much out of everything. Like, he's not an actual wrestler. Exactly. Don't expect actual wrestling out of him. I mean, apparently he hit a badass power slam. Uh, they did out of Brock Lesnar. Lesnar wrestled before <laughs> MMA. And then when Lesnar came back after MMA, that's when all the bullshit where he didn't wrestle anymore. He just, you know... Threw people and elbowed them till they bled. Jumped around on the at the beginning of the freaking walkway. Oh, he always did that. And again, he looks stupid. No, not gonna argue. Ah, uh, but uh, men of the year. Uh, there's a distraction with the referee looking away because Hager and Dos Santos were beating the living fuck out of each other outside the ring. Uh, Masvidal gets in, hits the running knee on Jericho again so they can pick up the win. Uh, which is going to lead into, uh, uh, the match they actually made on Dynamite. Which I did see a little bit of dynamite. Didn't see all of it, but I saw part of. 
the match they made on Dynamite was uh, five on five, all of the inner circle against any five members of the American top team with the men of the year. So more than likely, more than likely it'll be Dos Santos, Masvidal, and whoever the one guy, Paige Van Zandt's husband, that yeah. was out there trying to go after Jericho after after he talked shit about her. <laughs> <laughs> like only Jericho can. What if they swerve it and put Paige in it? <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Rampage was great. Uh, everything from the buy-in, uh, the only, the only subpar thing, and it wasn't really even subpar, it was just, you know, two green, or one green person in the match was the Ty Conti, Santana Garrett. I think it was mostly because they haven't worked each other. Right, and, you know, they didn't have the chemistry yet from being able to be. So, uh, after that, we'll go over Dynamite. And starting off on Dynamite, uh, it was uh, the Dark Order against the Super Click. Uh, Dark Order consisting in this match of Alex Reynolds, uh, John Silver, and Evil Uno. Uh, hell of a match. I feel like Evil Uno cost them, though. Uh, I mean, they had to have something to for it to happen. I mean, you know... You knew they weren't going to put the Dark Order over. Well, no. I just feel like... I don't know. I'm not big on Evil Uno. The little spot with Reynolds and... Silver doing the Young Bucks kiss. That was hilarious. That was great. And the damn... Uh, stunner into the German the suplex. Oh, yeah. That whole combination they do. Yeah. And John Silver's a fucking star, man. I don't care. Yeah, Silver's great. He can be, he can be comedy relief. He can be a fucking beast powerhouse. And he can be a fucking technical wrestler, too. Uh, I like whenever he, you know, he goes on the run around the ring where he does all his stuff. Yes, that's uh, a good spot for him. Yeah, but I like how they just cut it right off with the super kick, like as soon as he got started. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you move on. Uh, of course, they put the super click over. They have to right now. Yeah. Uh. And then you had Jungle Boy run out uh, to jump Adam Cole. Baby. Baby. You're longer. It was Adam Cole he went after, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then Bucks are there. Boom, boom. Get him out of the ring. And then Jungle Boy grows a set, reaches under the ring, and gets a damn chair, which is a new edge because Jungle Boy's always been the... Mm -hmm. Good night, kiddo. Uh, Jungle Boy's always been the 
white meat never do anything wrong, but after they attacked him in the back, they're like, he's like, you know, fuck this. Mm-hmm. Goes, gets the chair, you know. I like the little edge they're giving to Jungle Boy right there. It'll, it's a good dynamic leading into, like, him feuding with someone like MJF and, like, later down into a bigger feud than just having a, one, a match here or there. Right. Ah. Uh, okay, and then our notes aren't in order, so we got to go along and we'll just pick a match out that I know we watched because uh, we didn't get to see all of this. Uh, John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta. That was 45 seconds of I'm just going to whoop this guy's ass. Mm-hmm. I mean,. AEW doesn't do a lot of squash matches, but that that's all it was. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe you to kick Moxley's ass like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying that to get the wife's reaction. I know that's not what happened. Uh, no, Moxley come out, just beat his ass, gets him in the corner, beats his ass some more, and then gives him the paradigm shift. Wash the fuck out like nothing. Quick, fast, to the point. I mean, he walked in and walked out like. <laughs> wild thing. I mean, they could have played the chorus of Wild Thing, and you know that would have been the entire match. <laughs> it was. Yeah. They didn't have to stop his music if they didn't want to. Uh. Next thing on the card, we saw Dante Martin, Aleister Black. Oh my God. So good. And he gave that man a lot of offense that he's not giving to anybody else. So good. I absolutely love the fact that Dante got in as much as he did, and they didn't just fucking watch him. And the, and at the end, of he the match, got. Yeah, I was gonna say that here in just a second. I mean, he got a lot in. Uh he goes through, and I mean, he goes for his spots, and you know the moves and the everything that goes on, and then it was one of those to where. It looks like he's going to get the win and then the catch out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then, like you were saying, after the match. He gives him, he goes all the way up to the ramp. Dante's getting up the ring. He looks at him, gives him the head nod. Like, you got my respect, kid. All right. I'm going to say it. I don't like Leo Rush. I don't like him either. Not this kid, I'm, at least. I'm confused as to what the hell he's trying to be. A, a business guy? A money broker? I don't give a damn what he's trying to be. But No. No, no, no. Well, no. If you can make it make sense, then yeah. But he's just back there talking about, oh, he knows all this and he trades in futures and he does all this and makes all this money. Okay, you make all this money, but how? what does that mean? But he was trying to say, you know, what he said with Dante, like, he lost because of, uh, what the fuck did he say? That this is a, he knows what he did wrong and blah 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 and all this stuff. Bitch, first off, you wasn't doing not a damn thing to help nothing. Standing out there looking stupid. Well, I mean, he wasn't gonna get in and do anything because he's not the quote Dante's not the heel, so it's not the heel manager type. It's like he's like a business manager is what he's supposed to be, which makes no sense because why would you need a business manager for? Leo needs his ass to be in a ring and not trying to be somebody's fucking manager. I agree. He needs to get in. He needs to do work. Uh, he's fucking good. Because Dante's gold without that son of a bitch. 
And then, uh, in the backstage segment interview afterwards, I was, you know, saying he's going to be the, he's going to be Dante's new tag team partner. Dante did not look all that thrilled by that either. No, and I think that's what he was supposed to do because Dante's got the, got a tag team partner. I mean, he's hurt right now, so of course he's not going to be able to to work. But you know, it makes sense that they're doing the angle, and then this could be the one he gets in there. Dante does tag with uh, Leo for a little while, and then it's you know everything blows up about just in time for uh, what's Dante's brother's name. Because I never saw Dante as a tag team wrestler. I just saw him doing the single stuff and then tagging with Seidel. I know the tag team's Darius. top flight. Darius. So whenever he's ready to come back, that's when they do the split with him and Leo. And everything's all well and good because you got Dante established, bring Darius back, and there's you a tag team. I mean, think of the shit they can do with the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. And you've already seen what Dante can do with them because of that six-man. Dante's just phenomenal in the ring. Right. The stuff he can do, he, everything he does looks effortless. I mean, the way... He, I mean, just running and he can jump onto the top rope like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. And I love the way the match went with him and Black. Dad. Like, even though, yeah, the leg was injured, Dante still went around it and used his less dominant leg to do all the... Wait, they show him and he's doing stuff and he's jumping off of one leg to do springboards. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, who would think to do shit like that? How the hell do you do stuff like that? <laughs> I've got two legs and can't do that shit. Uh, but like we said, Black hits the Black Mask, gets a win, does the respect thing on the ramp. Uh, is this a babyface turn for Black? I don't is think this so. A, is this a not bad kid, or is this just a... I think it's just... Or is this going to be Black trying to recruit Dante to become a member of a faction? Well, he keeps calling himself. He keeps referring to everything as the House of Black. So is that going to eventually be a faction? Well, you've got to think. Dante come out there, open challenge. Black accepts it. Black expects Dante to be like... A pushover. A pushover. But even though, yeah, he's a heel, you have to give some kid the kid respect somehow. It wasn't like a big acknowledgement. He just kind of gave him a little, a very slight nod and... You move on with it. Was that even supposed to be on camera? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I guess, the bigger question. Were they supposed to see that, or was that supposed to be just like a fucking good job, kid? But, I mean, the thing with AEW is they they give respect where respect's do. Absolutely. Right. And that's why they are going to be what they're going to be. 
They give the ch the guys a chance to do what they want, not what another person wants them to do. Vince McMahon. Uh, and then. What? She's watching Twilight. Oh, she probably is. That's what she goes to bed to. I hear Bella's lullaby. <laughs> All right, and then uh, Lucha Brothers defending their AAA tag titles against a tag team, a mass tag team brought in by Andrade, uh, Los Superanas, the Super Frogs. I love the my my favorite part of this match was commentary. Yes, CM I'm, Punk. That's obviously <laughs> this is ridiculous. And did you notice? I think somebody I saw it on Twitter. Somebody says the outfits they were wearing is pretty much a direct reference to the shit that Vince wanted them to wear when they wanted to repackage them. Mm-hmm. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, and it was kind of. I like the whole angle they did, the way they did it, like that, because it's almost like the. Edge and Christian doing the Los Conquistadores. Yes, that was great. But the commentary was just... Was, was, <laughs> <laughs> what does that look like to you, Shivani? What does that look like to you? <laughs> but yeah, they go through, they have a hell of a match. That's exactly what I was trying not to do. <laughs> <laughs> you have FTR... You have FTR going there, and they're, as the mask guys, going through and trying to take the masks off, the masks off of uh, the Lucha Brothers. The whole time trying to get the masks off. They can't do it. Finally, Lucha Brothers take the mask off, reveal, oh, fuck, it's FTR. You know, nobody knew that, though. <laughs> nobody. I told you. Pongo <laughs> <laughs> commentary is great, too. Like... Punk period is perfect. What the fuck? Why does John Cena look so fucked up right there? Oh, you mean Ernest? That is what he looks like. <laughs> what the fuck? Sorry, Wipeout come on after the Braves game and John Cena look all crazy. Like, I love her. <laughs> is that the nailed it chick? <laughs> uh... FTR winds up winning the AAA tag titles from the Lucha Brothers in a hell of a match. <laughs> oh, Will just got fascinated because the TV just said big balls. <laughs> I've never watched this version of Wipeout. It's always been called the big balls. The what? What the fuck did that just say? Jugglinator? I thought it said the jig later. It might have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, focus. FOCSE, I got you. <laughs> uh, FTR wins the tag titles for AAA. Uh, what else happened on the show? Uh, Kira Hogan, Penelope Ford. Uh, they're trying to get Kira over as a singles wrestler. It's... She's been doing. She did a lot of tag other places she was at. Uh, having little matches like this, I think, is going to help out a lot. It was an okay match. It wasn't fantastic by means, but... Well, I mean, 
I've seen Penelope have good matches. I've seen her have bad matches. Uh, if she could learn how to put brass knuckles on, then it would be a lot better. <laughs> she got them on correctly. Uh, you know, I think Penelope went over in that one. I think. Yeah. It sounds right anyway. Uh, then MJF against Darby Allen was supposed to be a match. But uh, MJF didn't know that Darby got beat up by the mask guys last week. Sure he didn't. Because he wasn't one of the mask guys. Uh, so he comes out, starts cutting a promo on Darby. He starts cutting the promo on Darby. Uh, has Wardlow bring the referee out. They start doing the count out. Rev gets to nine. The lights go out. Sting's music hits. Sting music. The snow. Whatever snow stuff it was. Uh, Sting comes out. The confrontation. Goes to swing on... It goes to swing the bat on MJF. MJF throws Wardlow in. Poor Wardlow. When Wardlow says he gets tired of MJF, he's going to throw that little bitch like football. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. When Wardlow turns baby, he's going to be one of the biggest babies in the company because the first feud he's going to have is with MJF. Yeah, and that boy, when he first starts talking, and them girls are going to get fucking crazy because he's got a smooth, velvety voice. <laughs> he can hear talk about Wardlow a mile away. He can have his man crush on the butcher. Let me have mine on Wardlow. He likes the man bun. If he has a thing for people like that, I ain't got a chance for him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this just furthers the MJF and Darby Allen feud. They'll probably wind up uh, fucking each other up at full gear. And I'm totally down for that because that's going to be a badass match when it happens. I need to find a clear picture of what his notebook said. <laughs> oh, they... I, we can't read his damn handwriting. No, it's I hard to read. Hold on, let's finish this and then I'll tell you what I remember. Y'all, I think she is pregnant. Really? We've told you that. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, Hangman Page coming out, cuts his promo... I don't know what all he said. I know he said cowboy shit. He loves the fans saying cowboy shit, so the fans start chanting it. Uh, that's one of the things I haven't seen on this episode, so I don't know really what to say, but it's going to hype up the match. Yeah. Uh, him and uh, Kenny Omega at full gear. And then Brian Daniels and Bobby Fish will tell us about that one because I know you watched it. Actually, I didn't get to watch all of. I was at work, so I caught bits and pieces. Of oh, okay. Everything. Um, uh, just being the two of them, you know it was badass. Like, <coughs> I mean, just being the two of them, you know it was good. Uh, Brian over. Brian over, keeping him strong. I'm sure they made Fish look strong throughout the whole thing, though. Especially after the match he just had the night before with uh, Lee Moriarty. Absolutely. 
So that's the thing. You can, AEW knows how to make their matches to where anybody can lose and still look good. And they don't do 50-50 booking. You lose, you lose. Right. Uh, now, on to the full gear card. Uh, it was Hangman Omega. It was Moxley and Danielson. We're going to do a Hangman Omega next week. I don't know. This is what was wrote on the thing. This is what was wrote on the paper. It was Moxley, Moxley Danielson. Uh, they're probably going to be the finals of the Eliminator Tournament. Because that was announced on Dynamite. Uh, it was FTR and FTR and the Lucha Brothers, Darby and MJF, Wardlow Punk. Uh, it said Britt Baker and question mark. Uh, Cody against either. Black, Miro, or Andrade. Those were all three wrote down as, you know, so it's either that or maybe a four-way. Uh, Jade and Thunder Rosa. There was... Shit, what else? There was like 11 matches wrote down. Did you find it? Too fast, too Tufuego debut. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Oh, hell. <laughs> it took me a second. I had to, I'm like, what's yeah. the tattoo? Okay. <laughs> Uh, apparently Fuego and Cody. What? Are gonna have a match? Oh Lord, or tag? <laughs> yeah, or tag. It said too fast, too Fuego. That's right. I need a tag. Uh, I'm trying to think of all the matches because I know there was more. Heyman, Omega, Mox, Brian, uh, FTR, Lucha Brothers. Speaking of rival rivalries. Oh, uh, Omega and Jericho. Boom. Said it. Done. Omega. Omega. Jericho's a good one. Great one. Uh, Jurassic Express and the Young Bucks. It's right there. Jurassic, Jurassic Express, Young Bucks. I mean, it looks like a damn good card for everything that was wrote down. It's so, just a according lot. According to Tony, that was not the full gear card. Well, according to Tony, whatever, but he had 11 matches wrote down that were really, that were fucking, that were fucking big matches. That was the full gear card. Oh, because there's three things that exist. Did you find it? Yeah. Tony Khan is... Inner Circle versus Top Team. Cage versus Adam Cole. Yeah, Christian Adam Cole. That's one I forgot. See, I'm trying to do this stuff off memory. And my memory sucks. 
But uh, we're rambling on. We've done talked about the news. Only other news. I can't think of anything else. Alexa going back to her old gimmick uh, after she comes back after surgery. And this coming Friday, they're going to announce the bracket for the TBS uh, championship tournament. That's the only other news that I know about. Okay, well, the uh, they announced the world title eliminator on Rampage. Uh, got some good-looking matches in there. Uh, uh, Dustin, Brian. Dustin, Brian, yes. That's going to be a hell of a match. Uh, that's why I said it looks like it's that's the way when I saw Mox and Danielson on there because that's what it looks like they're doing is leading to that match as the finals. Yeah. Which I'm totally okay with. They're going to kill it. But, uh, guys, we'll be right back. Come back with the top five uh, rivalries. You'll see why I can never stick to a top five because I have a top five plus one. Well, hang on. So, I had written on here so we can make fun of it. Rhea losing her gear and title. At the airport. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Yes. So the airport lost her luggage. Oh, good God. That's... Yes. And she was supposed to work at the show the next that night. And guess whose pants she wore to the ring? Damien's. Damien Priest. <laughs> <laughs> it literally looks like her gear. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, we wear the same shit. Let me borrow your pants. Oh, good God, guys. And on that note, we'll be right back with our top five rivalries. Hey, guys, we're back. Hey. Uh, what are you talking about messages for, child? We just did our rev- our reviews of the wrestling shows. We just got done with them. Don't you remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody already ate because we had wings, and you're really going to stuff your face while we're doing this? It's dinner and a podcast. Not tonight, fat ass. Thank you. So welcome to Fat Ass and on the podcast and a podcast. <laughs> Are you good? You're choking on your meat. <laughs> he definitely can't. He ain't that flexible. Definitely not flexible. Anyways, so... <laughs> Okay, so we are here, and it is now time to talk about our top five list, and this is the top five greatest rivalries in professional wrestling history. So, of course, number one is George Hackenschmidt and whoever the fuck Great that guy. other guy was he was wrestling. <laughs> it was Abraham Lincoln and a bear. Abe Lincoln whooped that ass, too. <laughs> he was a first-ever world champion. <laughs> All right, so who wants to go first with their top five list? Normally, it's Josh. You going to go first again? Yeah, I'll go first. There you go. All right, of course. Keep this shit going regular. Uh, I'm going to stab you. I'm going to rip the spiral off his notebook and stab you in the eye. That'll just fuck up the whole notebook. It would fuck up the notebook, but he doesn't care. He doesn't... That's why he can't have nice things. Okay, I'm going to go over my list now. Is that you just made the list. <laughs> All right, so... I'm just going to go over the obvious ones, of course. Austin Vince, Austin Rock, arguably. Without those two rivalries, that two there would have been shit. Is this actually on your list, or is it just off the cuff? Because, you know. Sure. (laughs) Okay, so you didn't give numbers. You're just like, hey, Austin Vince, Austin Rock. 
There's one and two, of He course. literally just said, let's talk about the obvious ones. He didn't yeah, say he didn't shit. say anything about it being his list. He's just like, hey, these are rivalries. <laughs> you just told us. You just told the viewers, we're going over our top five rivalries. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't give numbers. Are you going one to five? Are you going five to one? How are you doing this thing? I'm going one to five, okay? You you're are just, so fucking backwards. You're it's a countdown. <laughs> five to one. Oh my we do this God. the same way every time. But what do you do when you have two thousand? Five, five, four, three, two, one. Because <laughs> that's what I'm about to do here in just a minute. In my defense, I never put mine in water. I know, and that's okay. Oh, it's okay for her. Uh, yeah. Hey. I know she does, that, she that, does things. I don't want to, you know. She Anyways. She nice things. Okay. So we got number one, Austin Vance. Number two, Austin Rock. Don't you usually start at five and go Shut up. That's what I just said. No. See? Yes. See? Hey, Mama. Josh, what's number five? I'll start with five. Five, Alan Angels. I know that guy. <laughs> I met that guy. <sighs> All right, breathe, Josh. You good? <laughs> Will, you might need to do your list. He okay, here we go. go. Number five. <laughs> Come right. on, Joshua. Okay. So number five, Michael's Jericho, 2008. Great. Okay. Good rivalry, probably one of the best rivalries Jericho did. His heel stick in 2008 was probably the best work of his career, arguably. <clears throat> Enjoyed the rivalry that they had. Led up to Jericho winning the world title. So, yeah. And it's arguably two of the best in-ring competitors, period. Oh, yeah. No doubt. I enjoyed the uh, Jericho-Malenko-WCW rivalry. I had that on the list. I, I was really wanting to go on rivalries that I got to watch and experience myself. Yeah, that was probably my favorite Jericho rivalry was Malenko, but yeah. that's just because I'm a huge Jericho and Malenko mark. He also said all yours are going to be from the 80s, so. <laughs> Actually, just one of them. Oh, Damn, you were wrong. I mean, one of them started in the 80s, but went through the 90s also. <laughs> Next one, uh, Punk and Hardy. I thought that was a really good rivalry for the simple fact it was, it was an easy story to tell. It, it told a great damn story. And most rivalries don't always have to be about the work in the ring. I mean, yeah, they're two great workers, but the story itself was enough to keep you compelled. And, of course, this one, I think this is the, an underrated rivalry. And I'm a little biased because it's my favorite, one of my favorite wrestlers, but Kane and Shane McMahon. Okay, yeah. Not many rivalries have the uh, electrocuted nutsack. <laughs> so, that... Exactly. Let's nut shack. Nut shack? Turn the lights on in the nut shack. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing limousines into 18 wheelers, burning people alive, Burn. you know. Tombstone and 70 year old women on the. I know what you were doing. What? That was your Sean Connery impression. Nut shack. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just said two is Austin and Rock, and then one is Austin Advance. Two of the best robberies that I added to there. So, okay. 
I'm done with my shit. You're done with your shit? Okay, well, that's good. Now wipe your ass. <laughs> All right, Will, you want to go or you want me to go? You want to go last or you want to go? Oh, doesn't matter. I don't care. Well, you usually go last, so. Okay, we'll just keep the wide. thing going the go. same way. All right, so my number five circles back to one of mine from last week, Hogan and Savage. Man, that was one of the best. And it was like a real life thing yeah. too, because yeah, you know everything you hear the like you were just saying, Josh, the jealousy of Macho mm-hmm. Man and all that stuff. Yeah. Then four will be Trish and Lita, because we all know that I'm the women's mark on this show, and that's fine. Cause I've got May Young and Wendy Richter on here, buddy. I'm got. <laughs> Three is Austin McMahon. Because who doesn't love a stick it to the boss storyline? Of course. Well, that, to my opinion, like you were saying, you know, with the Attitude Era, with the Austin McMahon, Austin Rock, my Attitude Era was, you know, Vince and Stone Cold. You know, that was the rivalry because Vince didn't just try to get The Rock and go after Austin. He got, you know, Angle and he got Undertaker and he got Kane and he got, I mean... He threw the whole fucking locker room at that thing. <laughs> yeah, and then the exposing himself as the leader of the ministry, you know, the higher power. It was me all along, Austin. You know, and then that causing the Stephanie mm-hmm. turn okay. to go against her dad and the Stephanie Mc, uh, Helmsley era started with that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the Austin, the Attitude Era didn't happen without Austin and McMahon. Yep. Right. Then, of course, one of my all-time favorite rivalries, Taker and Kane. God, yes. Yeah. I mean, from Those two were were literally made for each other. Oh, God, yeah. Right. Like, I know that, you know, there was Yankum and all that shit that Vince had prior for him. Glenn do, but... Fake Diesel. Yeah. But, like... The char- the Kane character was just perfection. It was, and everything he was able to do after the rival uh, the rivalry with Taker. Absolutely. You know, branching off and having the rivalry the rivalry. Why can I not say that word? <laughs> the rivalry. I can't he, say royal. He had the rivalry with Sane, and then he had the rivalry. I think I talked to. Uh, I must have talked to Jeff when you saw him the other day. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Uh, he goes from the, I'll just say feud since I can't say rivalry for some reason. He had the feud with Taker and then he kind of went to the feud with Shane and then tagging with X-Pac, then feuding with X-Pac. Did you hear the story about him almost missing his debut? Like he had to, he had to get a ride from somebody or whatever. And like his best friends like, like beat up El Camino and like they're on the interstate heading towards the... The show and like it breaks down and like he's like I'm about to miss my big take you. Oh hell! <laughs> <laughs> but number one on my list, Brett Michaels. Yes. That, yeah. Well, thank you for going to order correctly. <laughs> well, we'll pay attention to what we do here, honey. <laughs> you had one job. Mumble stuff on your breath. She got scissors in her. <laughs> the hand. fuck kind of shit is that? <laughs> She got a little stabby thing in her hand. You Dude, really want to talk your shit right now? I say that to my face. I'll st- 
Where's the stepladder so he can? <laughs> I'm even sitting down. Y'all mean to me. Y'all hear this shit, right, guys? Y'all That's why they listen. Mate. Y'all been mean to me. I did not sound like you did. We have it on the court. Bigger than shit. We'll go, we'll go play back here in just a minute. <laughs> oh, God. All right, honey, I know you don't have a list, but what was your favorite rivalry when you were watching wrestling? One or two, you know, you don't have to throw out all five. I know you're... She gonna say... Val Venus and Kai and Ty. She gonna say something. That was age. amazing. <laughs> well, I, I was telling Josh and Lil earlier that I don't really... This is not a good category for me. Um, of course, from my childhood, anything with Austin, like Josh said... Um, it was always fun to watch him. So, anything with him. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Honorable mention would be Edge and Cena. My honorable mention probably the Hardys, Dudley's Edge, and Christian. Yeah, that was a really good one. I almost put that on there. Yeah, I came close. Like, I did. I almost put that on there. I debated that one and the tag team one that I put on here, which is from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Okay. I don't think what's Okay, so my top five starts with number five, Raven and Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, nice. Everybody knows I was ECW Mark whenever I started wrestling. That was my goal was to make it to ECW. I didn't want to go to WWF, WWE. Uh, WCW was probably more likely to happen than ECW, but... Uh, that was always my goal. I wanted to make it there. I, you know, ECW just clicked with me. I mean, I was the, you know, I was a teenager watching wrestling and ECW with the, you know, fuck you, whole fucking show, show your tits and all that shit. I mean, that's, I went to multiple ECW house shows when they came around town. I went to two in Dalton, saw the Dudleys almost caused a fucking riot. I went to one they had at Chattanooga State and uh, actually had front row tickets to that one. First time I'd ever sat. You still got the pictures. First time I'd ever sat front row ringside at something that I can remember like that. I am, but it's okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I had to have something from ECW on here, and it was either going to be that or, you know, Rob Van Dam, Jerry Lynn. That was like the new school ECW rivalry. Uh, the Dreamer Raven was more like the original. I don't think Jerry Lynn gets enough credit for stuff he did. No, he's he's amazing. I mean, even now, you know, working backstage at AEW, helping out and doing you know the producer stuff there. Uh, but no, the Dreamer Raven feud to me that was that was the epitome of the feuds in ECW. I mean. <clears throat> From everything that happened from when Raven came back and, you know, him and Dreamer won the tag titles together. Uh, from the stuff <coughs> with uh, Beulah McGillicuddy where she was with Raven and she was, quote, pregnant and told Raven, oh, it's Tommy's baby. And Raven was about to pile driver and Dreamer made the save and all that shit, you know. Uh so that was number five, and then moving on to the next one, number five. Uh, <laughs> you have two number fives? 
They're fucking making fun well, of Well, I didn't want to say one through six because we're only supposed to have a top five, so I did two fives. <laughs> but I go, get, I get told off for going out of fucking order. Well, duh. Well, yeah, because you went out of order. At least I'm staying in order. Okay, so Dreamer Raven was 5B. 5A is... Uh, <clears throat> Growing up, the biggest tag team rivalry that I can think of from my childhood, well, my young childhood, Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express. Uh, yep. Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express. That rivalry started my love for fucking tag team wrestling. And you guys know better than anyone how I feel about tag team wrestling. Uh, it's... Better and harder than singles. I agree. <clears throat> the, the whole thing is if you don't have chemistry with who you're put with, <clears throat> it's dead on arrival. Like, th- there's no point. Right. And that's one thing, like, Rock and Roll Express, even to this day, still have some of the best chemistry in the fucking business. Yeah, they can still put on hella matches. Even if they don't like each other very much. <laughs> I think spending too much time together just made them not yeah. like each other very much. But... That happens. Okay, go. Goodbye. Go. go. Excuse us, we're trying to get the wolves together. <laughs> Smart ass. Uh, so I'll tell you a story Ricky told about Robert one time. I'll have to tell it on the podcast. I don't want to say it. (laughs) (laughs) I might get in trouble for that one. (laughs) All right. But moving on, number four, Sean and Brett. I almost put Brett and Owen, but I don't think they... My opinion, they didn't give them long enough to feud with each other for it to be a true rivalry. Just because Vince was like, they're brothers. They shouldn't fight. When in all actuality, they're like, they're brothers. That's why they should fight. Exactly. And the story told itself. But Vince and common sense doesn't... Oh, clearly, Vince is a fucking genius, right? I mean... Oh, yeah, he's a fucking genius. That's why he's got that multi-million, billion-dollar company. Yeah, but he can't run correctly. No fucking doubt. Oh, God, it hurt my head. God, I hate wrestling. Until no. AEW comes on, then we, God, I love wrestling. We hate WWE. Yes. I hate sports entertainment. Great, yes. I mean, no, I can't even say that because I like some of the stuff they're doing. Yeah. Like I said in the review earlier, I like some of the stuff they're doing. Note to self, I have to say I like some of the stuff they're doing in the review when we record it later. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, number three, Austin McMahon. Oh. Yeah, like I said, that's that's what started the Attitude Era, in my opinion. Their rivalry. And it fits so well because everybody wanted to beat the fuck out of their boss. Everybody has a boss that they absolutely cannot stand. Technically, I don't, but I have that bitch from another store. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. <laughs> hey, okay, this is completely off subject. <laughs> Helen Mirren is hosting a uh, some type of a Hogwarts game show. Oh, they just it went oh, across that's the bottom. Be fantastic! I fucking love her. 
I don't like the I don't like the Harry Potter stuff, but I know all three of y'all do. That's because so. you're weird. Yeah. Well, I just happened to see that nobody else was watching the TV. When did it say it was coming on? I don't remember. Fuck. I don't even want to know what that is. Um. <laughs> Josh, Josh, we have a line on the table. Get the damn lion. Go tame, that, go tame that pussy, Josh. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Austin McMahon, that was the we Attitude Era. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was years ago. <laughs> Doesn't mean you get to live it out. I know. Uh, number two, this was the big rivalry for me because when I was a kid, I was... It's weird. I loved Hulk Hogan when I was a kid, but I watched more WCW when I was a kid. Just because I think WCW was easier to find for me because I knew, you know, 605, Saturday, that's WCW. That's, you know. And with WWF back in the day, it's you had to try to find it on USA. You didn't know. It was like Saturday morning at noon. And then the next week it'd be Saturday morning at 10 a.m., you know, so you never knew exactly when it was going to be on. <clears throat> but Saturday, 6.05, WCW, always had it. Uh, Sting and Ric Flair. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, Ric Flair, I had, I had Dusty against the Four Horsemen. But then I'm like... Yeah, so that was a good one. That's, you know, more talked about than the Sting stuff. But I didn't see that as much because that was way back. Way back. Well, I mean, you are the oldest one here, so you should still know more about it than we do. Well, I know that. <laughs> I mean, I know all the, you know, Dusty winning the belt in the cage match to uh, them breaking Dusty's arm outside the Omni to, you know, all that stuff. All that stuff. Yep. Yeah, all that stuff. Why? But it's just... All right, Jock. Uh, sorry, Braves, again. <laughs> uh, the Sting with the face paint coming out, you know, Ric Flair doing the woo and Sting doing the ow, you know. That's what I remember as a kid because that's... You know, that's what drew me to WCW was Sting with the face paint looking larger than life with them big jackets and the tassels and the sequins. And, uh, and then Flair just being the total asshole. You know, and then going through and everything that happened from Sting joining the Four Horsemen and Flair kicking him out because he wouldn't cheat for him to uh, the Black Scorpion angle where, you know... It, uh, they had so many people dress up as a black scorpion then when it came time to unmask it was flare you know all that stuff and then you know the way I mean that made Sting that's what made Sting in WCW was that and hell Sting's still going strong today absolutely I mean He's a mentor to the younger guys in the roster in AEW. Like, well, what are you doing with Darby? One of the last matches on the last Nitro was Sting and Flair. Sting and Flair, just of because matches. of that. First and last. And then, uh, number one, 
Like I said, I almost didn't put this on there and everything would have been moved up a spot. But this is truly the biggest rivalry from when I was a kid and growing up and everything. They've made podcasts about this rivalry. They've made fucking videos about this rivalry. They've made countless number of damn YouTube videos talking about this. WWF and WCW. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I know it's crazy to think a rivalry is company versus company, but that's what it was back in the day. One company... I mean, Turner decides to buy NWA, you know, that section of the NWA... And he calls Vince. He's like, Vince, I'm in the wrestling business. And Vince replies, that's okay. I'm in the entertainment business. And, you know, they just go from there to, you know, Hogan jumping ship and then Jericho jumping ship and then NWO and all this stuff. Yeah, and minus a few fuck-ups on WCW, it could be very well WCW. We could be watching this day. Let's circle back around because we got to talk about Tony Khan too while we're in while we're doing our stuff. Like, oh gosh, we, are, we talked about Tony Khan when we did our review. It's okay. <laughs> that man and his shit talk he's got going on. I uh, let him. It is my shit. favorite fucking thing. I love it. It's fucking magical. <laughs> but uh, shit. What was I? What was I going to say? Well, I know. I got it wrote down right here. Uh, yeah, you can't think rivalries without thinking those two companies. And Absolutely. <clears throat> I wish... I wish they wouldn't have sold WCW to Vince. I wish they would have let Bischoff buy it like he wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it wouldn't have mattered. You know I mean? WCW still could have closed down within a couple of years. <laughs> it's Okay. You know, maybe WCW would have still shut down in a couple of years, but he had—I mean, he had a plan. You know, take it off TV for a month or two, mm-hmm. bring it back with a big relaunch. He had a big pay-per-view plan and everything. I mean, he had a big—he had a huge plan for what he was going to do with WCW, but instead, they took the offer and sold it to Vince for less than they were going to sell it to Bischoff. But could you imagine? WCW still being prominent today. WWE, WCW, AEW all oh God. against each other. They'd be great. I feel like WCW and AEW would team up and trade talent. They'd have been part of the Forbidden Door. I don't even think that. I think they would have just ended up being like a combined thing. And, and I think that force would be able to take Vince down. If it Wait. was Bischoff and Tony Khan, like... like Bischoff, yeah. Khan, Turner, psh. But Bischoff back in the day, not yeah, Bischoff right. now. Not ask his Bischoff, but yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I could, I could have definitely seen what you were saying with the whole them teaming up. But yeah, I mean, just the ideas. I mean, the talent that was yeah. in WCW when it shut down that never got to go to WWF. Got, yeah, the contracts they never picked up, or the contracts they picked up too late. Hey, Dad, can I call David? It's too late, baby. I mean, from. You go from, you know, Jeff Jarrett and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, without that, there would have never been a TNA. But would TNA have been 
you know, with WCW been what TNA was. To an extent, I think it could have been. Because, I mean, AJ Styles was already in WCW when it shut down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So would they have still had him there? Would that... I mean, there's so many questions that aren't can't be answered because you can't go back in time and resell the thing to Bischoff. Eventually, we just haven't got that far yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, guys, that was our list. I don't think we're going to be able to come to a consensus. I mean, we would have... <clears throat> Austin McMahon, I think, is the only one we had uh, that was the same. Yep. And, you know, the rivalries I saw are different from the rivalries that Josh saw and that Will saw. And And that's why I thought my list had to be a little bit more realistic towards me and what I actually got to witness. But, I mean, and that's what it should be. I mean, yeah, but with us having access to what we have access to now, like, going back and re-watching stuff, like like with Hogan and Savage, that was me just re-watching things. Like, going back and... But it was one of the biggest storylines from then. Right. Because it was one of the few times back then that it got super personal. Yeah. I mean, if that angle was going on... If that angle could have went on today... It would have been fucked up from the get-go. No, if you don't do it in WCW... Or WWF. The personal... I mean... Think about Tony Khan handling an angle like that right now. I mean, it... it, So, if if we're taking it out of WWE, yeah, it could be done gloriously here. I mean, right now, I mean, you've seen seen WWE trying to do an angle like that now. It was the... Rusev, Lana, Lashley shit. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, and the then man. and then let's throw Liv Morgan in there just because we want to say Lana's a lesbian. Yeah, imagine... Uh, Still believe that. Uh, imagine Cody and Brandy Rose uh, having... Uh... What? <laughs> Sorry, I'm distracting them, guys. <laughs> it's okay, what'd you say? We had a contemplation earlier about what color this fucking vinyl was. And I thought Will was joking when he said it kind of looks purple. But now it kind of does look purple next to the red. <laughs> oh, well, you know. It's purplish red. <laughs> but imagine like Cody and Brandy uh, getting into a robbery similar to Hogan and Savage. And it's like Lee Johnson or somebody from the Nightmare Factory like starts getting friendly with Brandy. And that causes Cody to start snapping. Nah, they've been armed. <laughs> <laughs> With his Glock. I'm taking the damn woman. <laughs> oh God. no, please don't hurt me. Well, Alright guys, like I said, you know, we're not going to be able to come up with a consensus top five. Mm-hmm. But uh, hopefully you guys agree with maybe what we what we got on here. Uh, what's your favorite rivalry? You know, let us know. I said it right that time. Rivalry. I'm so proud of you. Rivalry. The Uh, You know, what did you like? What did you see growing up? You know, who... 
what two guys did you know when they went went against each other were just going to have a banger ass match? I mean, you know. What will? <laughs> You're just thinking about banging ass, aren't you? Yep. <laughs> no. I mean, getting, yeah, but doing, no. He don't like to put in the work. He don't like to work, 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 work. All right, guys, we'll, we'll, uh. Yeah, like I said, we'll, we'll wrap it up now. <laughs> <laughs> Now, hopefully, like I said, hopefully you guys like what we got. Uh, what's yours? At least we all had something mostly different hey, this time. You have repainted yourself like three times. I'm going to need you to get it together. That's what I'm working on. <laughs> Quit watching the fucking Braves game. Can't help it. We're winning. <laughs> all right. Peace out. It's not over. Peace out. We'll be back to close the show out. There. God. God, Josh is a fucking dumbass. And we are back. Uh, back out here to close the show out. Why y'all staring at me? Why'd you grab a bottle and act like you were going to hit your sister? What? I, I picked the damn bottle See? up. See? I was about to throw it See? away. Why are you going to get up to throw it away when I just hit record? It doesn't finish? matter. Don't worry about my life. Josh? Uh-huh. He didn't uh -huh. run in his damn mouth. Who's the one with a bottle in the hand? <laughs> exactly. Why are you holding it like you're about to hit somebody with it? Because you were. I put it down. Why are you trying you're to sandman yourself with a bottle? <laughs> 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 it's about to oh. Oh. oh, good God. Oh, right. That's hilarious. Oh, no, no. The, the shark one is really good. I was about to say. Uh-oh. 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 That's a whole blown breakdown. I lost an L. She lost an L. It's okay. She found it. Or she will find it. Either way, it's going to happen. No! Found it. See? She found it. <laughs> uh, okay, so this episode has been kind of crazy. I've been distracted by the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Jennifer has been distracted by making stuff for cheerleaders. Keeping you on track? Making stuff for cheerleaders? Nope. They're going to hear the previous part and know that I have to be like, hey, get your shit together. You always have to be like, hey, get your shit together. Even when the Braves aren't on the TV. Yeah. Rude. Excuse me. I'm not. I'm telling Didn't you. you burp like three times? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you're the only reason this podcast stays halfway on track. So. Can we get some milk after the podcast? Nope. Oh, there, oh, there's there's some biscuits right there that need to be ate. Hey, are, are those burnt? I don't know. We never check those. <laughs> All right, listen up, asshole. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not, I swear I'm not doing it on purpose. Do you always do it on purpose? Yeah, you do. <laughs> so, uh, this has been the podcast. It's about that time. Uh, it's about time for the pop. Yeah, I didn't let you do it. You son of a bitch. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he just really broke your balls all fucking. <laughs> yeah, he's a, what a fucking asshole. I have to be this way because if I wasn't, you would try to kill your sister. 
because you done picked up a bottle and was going to hit her over the head with it. You're going to have the fucking FBI you. knocking on the door after the fucking podcast airs now. They're going to think I'm trying to kill my damn sister. I know, Josh. What? It's okay to breathe during words. I was, <laughs> 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 you were out of breath the time you got to the word sister, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. And he does it every time. Uh, have y'all talked about that before? No, we haven't, but he does it all the time. He goes on his rants and he's like, and then, and then, and then, and then, Okay. Get the damn wolf on here. Go, own. werewolf. Go. We're popping. What are we popping for? What are we popping for? Josh, what time of the podcast is it, buddy? buddy. Hey, Emily, stop pouting. Oh, we just called you Emily. Time for the pop. Time for the pop. Oh, okay. The pop! There we go. <laughs> that was unnecessary. That's my thing. He tried to take it from me. I took it back. But anyways, I'm going to go ahead and do my pop. Is it work or family? No. Kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something the family's doing. Yep. December the 1st, we are going to AEW Dynamite. That's my pop. And Rampage. Oh, we are. We're going to leave your ass at home. Yeah, you're babysitting, bro. So my pop, we are going, and Josh is going to be babysitting. Now, what you got for your pop this week there, wife of mine? Um, almost a year ago... In two days, Mr. Hampton over here adopted my daughter. That's me. Our daughter. It's been his daughter since the day she met him. But um, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. She fucking acts just like a... Yes, she does. She does not. You're full of shit. She acts just like her mama. Almost a whole year. And that was amazing. It was. We were able to uh, surprise her with a little uh, ring inside a pumpkin for a photo shoot, and I think she, I think she was very surprised with that one. Oh, she was. Uh, the good thing is she, uh, I believe she's still happy with uh with the decision. Well, <laughs> she hasn't been in the shower for forty five minutes. I would ask her. She probably fell asleep. <coughs> yeah, she a brown. She probably fell asleep. <laughs> uh, William, what you got, buddy? Mine is, thank God we got another glorious Michael Myers rampage through town. That fucking movie was fantastic. I go watch that tonight. No, you won't. You'll be asleep three minutes in. I was about to say, you're not going to watch anything tonight. Like y'all know me. Bitch, go on my Facebook. There's How many pictures I have Facebook. of you asleep? We have officially started a trend. <laughs> We're gonna keep that trend alive. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> and uh 
mine, uh, to go along with the fact that I've almost been Daddy Brown for a year. Daddy Brown, I like that. I, At least it ain't Mr. Brown. <laughs> I am that as well. <clears throat> then I expect colorful Mud to outfits. the damn DEA. <laughs> I expect colorful outfits. Three piece. <laughs> I, got, I got black and sweater vest. <laughs> I do like a good sweater vest. Like that one we saw last Sunday? That was. That was good. That was a nice sweater vest. Teal Argyle? That was nice. Ooh. Yeah. Drew would be proud of that one. I just wish I looked good. I just don't like them. Like, they look good, and they're great on other people, but on me, I don't like it. Yeah. You know. Some people can pull it off. Some people can't. I don't know if I can or not. I've had a couple, and I've worn them, and nobody ever said anything. But. I've never worn them. I don't know if I could or not. Probably couldn't. Would you like? But like I was saying, to go along with that... Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say Netflix done knocked this shit out the park again. We've been watching Squid Games, and that shit's badass. It's so freaking It's psychopath. Like, it's... Oh. Red light. Green light, you're dead. Yeah, my pharmacist and worker all doing Squid Game costumes. I mean, it's... If you've not watched it, watch it. If you have watched it, you're just as fucked up as we are, and we love it. I had one video. We love our... Um, hey, good shit. We love our Dexters. We love our... Criminal oh, Dexter. When is that coming back? It was supposed to be soon. I didn't know if pandemic changed anything from any no, of that. No, that was released after pandemic. Yeah, it was supposed to be 10 episodes. Uh, they never told us... A little miniseries. To wrap the thing up, so we don't know when it's supposed to be airing. All right, all the brains have to do is just strike them out and they win. No, they still got two more innings. November Will's 7th. Look, November 7th. See, Will was looking it up. We were just having to kind of, you know, wait. What, what are you uh, doing? I don't, I'm messing with the wolf's tail. Leave me alone. Why? Just, anyways. I'm fucking with Emily. That was ominous. <laughs> yeah, that was weird as shit. <laughs> What's your favorite scary movie? Striptease. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> that was great. And on that note, this has been the Turn the Vocal Podcast. I am Jason Hampton. Josh Cox. Well, Clark, your chair tried to kill me. Lady Hampton. <laughs> Peace out, fuckers. Hey, I know I done peace out, fuckers, you guys, but, uh, Daughter Hampton walked in, and she wants to pop, too. So, Daughter Hampton, what you got for a pop? Okay, so in two days, a year ago from the day, I will have um, Father Hampton's last name. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second for over a year, and I'm really happy about it. And then on Saturday, I have a cheer competition, and I'm really nervous, but I'm really excited. That's okay, my pop. so your pop is... In two days, you will have been Daughter Hampton for a year. Yup. Okay, well, your mom already took that one. (laughs) But so did I. And so did you. 
because that was one of the best days of all three of our lives. Yeah. The wolves need to go out. And we are, the wolves just came back in. Don't you remember me taking them out? Emily, get them some water. Okay, so cheerleading and she became a brown a year ago. That is Emily's pop. Uh, we will definitely let you guys know how her competition goes this coming Saturday. And uh, with that, now it's really time. Peace out, fuckers. <laughs>